0: lot talk radio R-U-R-A! it's time for the get
1: ready show
2: Best in pro wrestling talk.
1: And that's the bottom line. The first goal This right here is the future of wrestling!
2: And it begins.
3: Thank you so much for tuning in. You have tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. And before I get into anything, we have some major breaking news here at the Ken Reedy Show. Dave has been following the story, so I'm just going to, before I get into anything, I'm going to cut right over to Dave. Dave, give us the breaking news.
2: Well, thank you very much, Ken. Um, as of uh, Saturday evening, this past weekend, March the 20th, Second I believe I got the network I got the Woo! WWE network
1: Network yeah, yeah buddy got the network
3: And thus free time As you know it is gone <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in Tonight it is the Kenry show the best in pro wrestling talk We got so much to talk about Tonight in the mid smack dab in the middle Of Wrestlemania season and It's great that it really, it has that feel. It feels like WrestleMania season. So, get on board. Give us a call. What are your thoughts? So many different storylines and, and things circulating about uh, with this WrestleMania. 347-838-9815. That's the number to call. Have your opinion heard. What's going on? Check out Facebook. Facebook.com slash Show. Maybe you're a little bit shy. A little bit bashful. You don't want to give us a call. Head over to Facebook, let us know what you're thinking over there. Uh, you know, we have our Twitter, our handle is at the Ken Reidy Show. That's where we are on Twitter. And as always, you can head on over to our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Maybe you're listening from the website right now. You can listen, blogs, bios, if you want to get to know Dave and myself and, and other people involved with the show. So head on over to the website. Um, before I get into anything, Dave, uh, lots of stuff, like I said, to talk about. But you know, I have been fortunate. You know, ultimately, I am a fan, and uh, I've, I've been lucky to uh, get to do this show and uh, got involved with uh, wrestling on fire. Uh, I've gotten to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, the greatest thing, you know, just being involved, like with the Savoldi family, the, the great Savoldi family. Um, it it's been a, a great experience so far getting to do commentating, work on my character a bit, uh more can heal these days, so that's been a lot of fun. But as you meet people there they, you just have the the, the hunger there. And these 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 performers, these these wrestlers that are out there just pursuing a dream, hunger and it's just great to watch everyone, you know, get out there, get in the ring, develop their characters, the the in ring work and just, just that hunger to succeed and uh every so often you know we got someone with with a little bit extra talent uh someone who has got that star quality and and you hope they get recognized and and fortunately enough for for one kai katana a performer we had in the wrestling on fire uh stable is uh sad for us but great for him is moving on to uh greener pastures a uh, guy that uh very talented and uh he's been picked up by nxt nxt wants to take a look at him he's down in florida uh who knows where this could go but we wish him all the best hoping that we see him you know on monday night raw sometime soon who knows but he very talented individual and i just haven't seeing him perform and uh just being uh enamored by his talent uh wishing him all the best and, and good luck with nxt so uh that's pretty cool, Dave, that I got to see someone who maybe, maybe he'll be uh, on on the, the TV screen for WWE.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, was pretty, that cool was pretty cool. cool. Since, you know, you know, fairly close, close with close him, and at uh, uh, one point you were almost world. his manager his um, I, in, in uh, wrestling on fire. So,
3: um, I, yeah, it's, you know, maybe it could have been you, too. You never know. Close. It's so close. Yeah, I was told you know he's kind of a cruiserweight guy, a quick cruiserweight guy, and I was I was told I was told I was too big that I just it just wouldn't work the the physical dynamic. Damn my six foot one muscular physique, it's a curse. It's a curse sometimes, but I digress. So good luck to Kai Katana in uh, what he's doing. Uh, hopefully bigger and better and brighter things. Uh, very talented individual. So let's get into it. You know, Dave, we we kind of. We broke the news at the, at the, the top of the, uh, the show, uh, you know, and, and I jested, but it, it's kind of the way it is, you know, now that you've, you've kind of gotten to see it, navigating a bit, getting a little comfortable with, with what's going on there, um, you, you know, it's, 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 I don't think we're exaggerating. It, it's almost everything a wrestling fan could, could wish for. Uh, in a network and wow it's it's like almost free time uh say goodbye because any free time is just hey why don't i watch something on the network it's pretty unbelievable i'm curious dave your first impressions so far
2: pretty good so far i haven't had as many technical glitches as others have had with this network um but I, the first thing I watched was the NXT arrival show, and I sat with my girlfriend Saturday evening and watched the show, and then we watched it again Sunday with her with her son, and just blown away by the Sami Zayn, Antonio Cesaro match. She even said there are guys on the main roster that shouldn't be on TV, and some of these NXT guys should shouldn't make the main roster. Um, so that was pretty cool to watch that, and that's you know to be quite honest with you, uh, now with the network and. I'm going to probably watch a lot more NXT than than I had planned to and that'd be something that we could talk about here on the show um, you know going forward so um, I was excited about that we watched a countdown show on death entrances which surprisingly had some commentary from one Lanny Popo the same Lanny Popo who is the brother of the late Randy Macho Man Savage who has gone record saying that he will not allow his brother to be inducted into the Hall of Fame unless he goes in. But he can certainly take their money to sit down for an interview to talk about sequin robes when it comes to a, a extravagant entrance in wrestling. So I found that to be very interesting. And there are some uh, other shows that, you know, I kind of glossed over. I think I watched some of the WrestleMania Rewind with um, Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels with Mike Tyson as the referee, which I found interesting, I believe – Ken, you might know this because of, uh, you know, your sports background. Uh, I believe Gary Thorne, former, uh, you know, hockey commentator, and I think did, he did Mets Baseball, too, does the voiceovers for these WrestleMania Rewind shows.
3: You know, it's funny. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, now that you mentioned it, it does, it does sound like him. Uh, the first WrestleMania Rewind one, for that uh, actually, they had Pat Summerall. So I don't know how they, they worked that and uh, – You know, because he he, he passed away, um, but he did the voiceover there. So um, maybe it is Gary Thorne. I'm not 100% sure.
2: Interesting, But overall, I mean, so far from what I've seen, I've loved. I mean, there's, you know, and I'm very old-fashioned. i got to watch it on TV. I was kind of disappointed when they first made the announcement. It was going to be all Internet. But with the way technology is these days, I bought a connector to hook up from, you know, our iPad to the USB of the back of the TV so we can control it from the iPad when we sit and watch it on the TV. As opposed to just sitting in front of an iPad or a computer or even a smartphone and watching it, because I would have had a hard time doing that. But I love it. I love what I see so far. I haven't even I haven't even peaked going through all the content yet. I mean, there's so much, especially with the pay-per-views. I'm just really curious, um, you know, because we'll be in New Orleans, but what it's going to be like with the rest, with, you know, the WrestleMania broadcast and uh, how that's going to play out. I mean, we're, we're, I'll watch main event tomorrow on, on the on the network. And, uh, you know, some of the, I think there, there was, when, I, when I logged on yesterday, WrestleMania 27 was on, on live with, uh, the, and at that point it was the Jerry Law and Michael Cole Snooze Fest in the Georgia Dome. But I love it. I, it's great, and I I did the week, you know, the the week trial, and you have the option of just continuing after that week, and that's what I'm going to do. So yeah, I, I've officially got the network.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty incredible, and, and like I said, you know, I, I'll, you know, I, I'm I'm like you, like I, I'd rather watch it on a TV, but it, it's one of those things that, you know, the other day I, I'm on the the Stairmaster and I popped on Survivor Series from '95 for. 25 minutes and, and watched uh, the beginning of that, you know, and it's fun now. And I also got a the, the Netflix streaming account, so I've been catching up on, uh, you know, the wrestling documentaries that aren't on the network. I've been watching on Netflix, so it's it's just amazing, like having it so accessible. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. That's gonna be, you know, you hit the nail on the head, Dave. Uh, the real big sign or or. Uh, Big moment for this network really is going to be WrestleMania Sunday. If most people uh, in the country go through and, and uh, you know they get WrestleMania without any glitches and it works and everything's cool, then uh, there's no telling how big this network can can grow to and uh, you know how many subscribers. Um, but you know. There are a lot of families out there that uh, you know don't do every pay per view. Uh, you know, maybe they only do one, and WrestleMania is the one pay per view they do. Uh, you know, the uh, household of, of kids that you know are, need to see WrestleMania. Uh, if those those families uh, get the network and uh, it craps out uh, a few times during the run, uh, or uh, there's too many people on at one time, or whatever the case. I'm not technologically savvy, so I don't know the right terminology. But if it's not working properly on WrestleMania Sunday, that that's gonna gonna put a serious damper on the the future of this network. So that's that's a telltale sign. I'll tell you, Dave. One of the things I'm actually looking forward to uh, that I think I'm going to do is uh, pull up the network while we're we're at WrestleMania and. Uh, put a headphone in my phone and listen to some of the commentary while we're watching some of the matches live in the uh in the uh, dome.
2: Yeah, that 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 that's gonna be pretty cool. Um uh, I maybe I'll do that too, check it out. At the same time I also wanna maybe experience the live, you know, being you know, the atmosphere being in the dome. But um yeah, I'm kinda of curious how the overall it's just the the curiosity factor for me with with the network itself is just um You know, what new content that's going to keep coming you know, the Legends House hasn't debuted yet. That's supposed to debut, I believe, a week after WrestleMania. The Monday Night War um, series hasn't debuted yet, so I'm curious how that's going to, uh, you know, how that's going to unfold and play out on the network. And just There's been talk of, you know, adding replays of Raw and SmackDown eventually to the network, and you've seen some episodes of Raw and SmackDown, at least from what I've seen. Um, but there's, I've heard some complaints. People are saying, oh, there's not enough on there. Well, I mean, if you look, like, there's quite a bit to start you off, but they have so much more content that is, is going to come and go on that network. I mean, you can't just throw everything from your library onto the network all at once because if you watch it all, then what's the point of having the network? You know, you've seen it all, and there's no point in having the network. So I like how they kind of spread things out a bit. Um, it's just great. I, I love it. I can't say enough good
3: things about it. If people if people are saying that there's not enough content on the network and, and they're, compl- they're 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 just complaining for the sake of complaining.
1: There's more <laughs> than enough
3: stuff. Maybe, may, I mean maybe there's not enough stuff for like the era you want to watch but holy cow, I mean I I can't get through everything and I am you know and it, the, the thing I like about it and and you know again, we've talked about this. I mean, I'm more of a TV watcher myself, but the fact that you know, if I want to watch A match or or a couple minutes of a pay-per-view I'll pull it up on my phone Like I said at the gym Or I can pull it up on my Kindle Or you know even before the show I'm sitting here before watching the show I'll watch a little bit of something So I don't necessarily sit and watch Like a three hour pay-per-view in one sitting But like over the, It's funny like over the course of a week Like my cardio will be like You know in 20 minute increments Of a certain pay-per-view And I'll just get through it over the course of the week And that's I love how accessible it is So remains to be seen interesting to see can I ask how- you one question though? No. sure I, I gotta i gotta ask you one question I'm sorry to interrupt uh,
2: uh, um when it comes to the network is is there Because I, I haven't really viewed all of it is there a DVR portion you can d v r stuff and like save and then watch again like if you log on if you log off and then log back on later
3: not not that i've seen um that's the only like the, the one thing that like with with certain like pay-per-views that I've watched a little bit and then stopped and watched again, like I have to, I, I wind up starting over. So I wind up fast-forwarding to the part where I, I left off and then starting to watch from there. Um, you know, the, the stuff that's on live, eventually, you know, it's 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 in the archives. So, you know, like if you, if, you know, Countdown is on live tonight, then if if I miss the live broadcast, if I click on countdown tomorrow, that countdown will be listed there. So it's, it's almost like having a DVR uh, feature. Um, I've noticed. But some of those like superstars
2: in main event too, they'll replay it on the network like a few hours later. I've noticed that from where, when I was browsing it.
3: But it's still like you said, I mean, I'm still like tooling around and, and getting used to it and trying to figure out uh, everything involved in the network. But uh, like I said, I, I'm really curious to see how things will play out. Uh, At Wrestlemania So we'll see And speaking of Wrestlemania I mean we are full on Into Wrestlemania season And uh, like we said last week uh, You know maybe for the first time in two years For whatever reason Bad build, bad writing Maybe just the fact that it was in our own backyard But uh, Dave and I really didn't get that special Wrestlemania season feel Last year So it almost feels like two years But I'm getting that feel, man. It, it's 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 got a, that special feeling, that special time in the air, that that tingling in the air, and uh, you know, again, the, the last few weeks of Raw have been really good. Have been giving you that that feel, and I got to tell you, and I don't care, and I'll put it out there for everyone who loves to hate on Triple H and what Triple H does, and blah blah blah, married the boss's the uh, boss's daughter. He's all about himself, all but ego, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Triple H was absolutely brilliant last week. Loved everything Triple H did from his promo in the beginning uh, of Raw with uh, Orton and Batista uh, to his absolute decimating beatdown of Daniel Bryan at the end. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, You know, I think we'd all kind of, if we had to be, Betting men and put money in on Something we'd all bet that Daniel Bryan Is going to be standing victorious At the end of Wrestlemania However I thought Triple H Kind of planted a little bit of seed of doubt Maybe played a little bit Off of the, the internet fan who, who you know hates on Triple H That maybe Triple H Is going to be that guy that's, That his ego is just too big And he, he just he can't let our guy He can't let our guy win so that's why he's putting himself So he's going to win the title you know, maybe maybe Triple H just planted a little bit of a seed of doubt, but that's what he's supposed to do. I've always thought that, that, you know, going back, I always loved the way Triple H had a handle on the psychology of a heel. And I always liked the fact and, and, and you know, I don't know if I could say this in this age of political correctness in two thousand fourteen, but I always liked the fact that Triple H was more of a bully type heel, uh, than a, a cowardly uh, cowering type heel. Uh, you know, he was a, he was a guy that you know when he was a heel, it was I'm going to tell you I'm going to kick your ass, and when you confront me, I'm going to kick your ass. Whereas your traditional heel type, and it still works. You know, the traditional heel type. I'm not, not not bashing that, but the traditional heel would, you know, almost like the Ric Flair dropping to his knees. No, you know that sort of thing. Uh, Triple H wasn't that that smarmy. You know, he was a badass kind of heel. Always loved his grasp of the psychology of the heel. Love what he's doing now in that CEO role, uh, COO as as the heel. Um, I I just loved it. I thought Triple H brought a lot to the table last week, showed why he's an all-time great, and uh, made for a very good Raw, Dave. The
2: beatdown was awesome. It was very vicious. It made you you know, I wouldn't say cringe at times, but in in what most wrestling fans call the PG era, that beatdown was anything but PG. So, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I agree with you on all points. You know, wrestling fans, the internet fans, whatever you want to call them, the marks, the internet wrestling community, they were in an uproar when Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Royal Rumble. They chanted and chanted and chanted and thought they would hijack shows so that they could put him in the main event. Well, now he's, he's in a top spot in WrestleMania. You can blame that on CM Punk walking out, whatever you want to do, but he's in a spot with full H and he could be in a main event match and could potentially be in the show close Match with Randy Orton and Batista, and wrestling fans complain, well, it's too predictable. So what do they do? They put Triple H into the mix, and they add the stipulation that if Hunter could possibly be in the title match, and now all you think that he's burying Daniel Bryan by doing that. Well, hello, he need to add some form of suspense for 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 the story to be told properly because if you want this underdog Daniel Bryan to come out on top and walk out of New Orleans with the title and everyone chanting yes 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 then maybe there's got to be a little bit of doubt in your mind that he could walk away winning the belt as a part of the story. I think it's I think it's perfect. I thought it was great. Um the beatdown. I mean, the, the whole thing set up. It was great, Stephanie. I mean, they had you fooled. I thought, I thought, for sure, that like Stephanie and Triple H, that it wasn't a plan by them all along. That there was going to be some form of dissension amongst the two as a part of that story. But they, they got me. And you know, and I'm not saying that I'm an expert at wrestling, but they, they definitely
3: got me. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of aspects of, of last week that really worked, and I agree with you. I, I they kind of teased that maybe there was marital strife between uh, Stephanie and Triple H. Um, you know, you got a little bit of that, uh, you know, wow, Stephanie's a bitch, you know, <laughs> like that's just like that that that, that controlling wife slash girlfriend type where, you know, she was just, she was pissed at her husband. Like, you know, it just, it, it, it worked. And it was like Triple H was kind of, you know, going through this journey almost over the course of Raw, he completely loses it in the beginning of Raw. Uh, I loved what he said to both Batista and uh, Randy Orton with I'm sick of Hollywood type coming back and telling me what to do. And you, you wonder like with that, was that a, you know, at Batista, maybe a slight dig at The Rock, but I loved it. It was a great line. And then you know the way he said to Orton. You know I hate someone with all the God-given talent in the world and needs me to hold his hand. And I, I'm paraphrasing, but you know what he said to both of them was just tremendous. He came off as a guy that was kind of losing his cool, and by the end of Raw, he was a guy that just the cerebral assassin just manipulated everybody. Uh, the beat and I totally, Dave. It's an excellent point. You know, and we've talked a few times on the show you know, about the blood aspect of wrestling and, and, you know, we'd like to see it. We don't need bloodbaths, but yada, yada, yada. Um, this was one of those things that, you know, yeah, would blood have, have added an element to that beatdown? Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't say that it wouldn't, but it was a vicious beatdown. They did a really nice job at just it being a, a nasty, nasty beatdown, a, a beatdown of just... Uh, and and I and I thought it was a great visual where you have a guy like Triple H who is clearly, you know, physically superior uh, in in every way when you look at the two of them, and and yet in that physical superiority still manipulated things to have Daniel Bryan handcuffed. I mean, it, he just looked like the biggest dick on the planet, just. You know, and it, and it was just mean. And every time you thought the beatdown was going to end, it just kept going. I, I thought it was so vicious and well done. And like you said, Dave, in a PG era, uh, the way they did that was, was tremendous. I loved how Stephanie came down uh, to the ring. Uh, the, the, sec- the security, quote-unquote, were not real police officers. Uh, and revealed that I was a manipulation uh, with Stephanie and Triple H all along. Uh, I think everything that Stephanie is doing right now is is absolute gold., uh, you can tell who her father is. Uh, tremendous and and it's been it's been cool to see them evolve. i'm I'm not so sure if I could say that Triple H and Stephanie uh, really gravitated or grasped their characters initially but they've really grown into it and and they're really doing a nice job and and uh there there was a moment and it was funny cuz Dave and I were talking about this in our pre-show meetings and I got to bring it up but there was a moment during the beatdown where Triple H had, had Jason Bryant laying on the on the ring apron his head against the pole and he hit him with the ch- and and who I I, I her facial expressions are amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm kind of developing a little bit of a crush on Stephanie. i I, I got to admit it. But she she gave this look, almost that she was horrified that Triple H just did that. Like, she couldn't believe her husband just hit him with a chair. But it went from, like, horror to, oh, my man's getting laid tonight. Like, it was just, It was like she fell in love with him a little bit more. Because of how vicious he was, and then when she gave him a kiss in the ring, and it, it was borderline like she was turned on by her man decimating Daniel Bryan. I I, it, I I don't have enough positive things to say about how the whole thing unfolded, but I, I Dave, I think Triple H did a masterful job the whole night. But like, I guess if, if you're gonna say that that Triple H kind of gave you the the uh, the cake, you know, Stephanie came in and definitely provided the icing. I thought she was great and really added to uh, the end of Raw and how that played out.
2: Well, it had to be. I, I think something like that. We talked about it on last week's show before, before Monday Night Raw went on the air. It, something like that had to be done. As far as you know, Triple H getting his revenge or his comeuppance or whatever, um, you know, on Daniel Bryan. And you know, last you know, last week was the place for it to happen. I personally thought we were going to see something with Shawn Michaels involved, but I mean, who knows? That could change. That could happen tomorrow, you know, tonight or even next week. But it had to be done because Daniel Bryan had been getting one over on Triple H and Stephanie for a while, and it had to leave that sense of doubt in your mind that. Can Daniel Bryan beat Triple H at WrestleMania and go on to the title match and it was done perfectly. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens tonight. I'm sure that we'll probably see, you know, either him get put in a match with a couple of guys or maybe we'll have a contract signing of some sort. Who knows? But um that, that, that match right there itself, I mean, don't get me wrong, the WrestleMania card, Hogan being there and everything, that's selling me. But that match itself is the true main event. The title match has been an afterthought. And one of those two guys is going to be involved in the title match later on in the night. So the, the Daniel Bryan Triple H thing has really sold me. And, I'm, and, and to be quite honest with you, after, especially after the Chicago Raw, I didn't. I didn't think about CM Punk once and what he could have done to this WrestleMania card if he were to face Triple H. Because I think the stuff with Daniel Bryan and Triple H has been great.
3: Uh, I think it's been tremendous. And you know what? Like, look, he, he had his talents. He was good. You know, I think I think I like CM Punk. You know, did the like you got hundred percent out of what CM Punk had? But I mean, yeah, I, I mean he doesn't. Daniel. I mean CM Punk on his best day. Was, was never what Daniel Bryan is right now. So, you know, like, you're right. Like, I don't even miss him. Like, fine, he's gone. You know, I'm not going to say it wouldn't be nice to, to have him back at some point in the future. But, you know, who knows if his leaving manipulated the card to a certain extent. I, I don't know. I don't really care. Like, they, they did a great job of just, hey, let's, let's move past him. I think this is going to be a tremendous matchup. Right, you know, I think the fans out there, wrestling fans, internet failure, you said wh- whatever we want to call all of them, where it's for whatever reason, it's become the the in thing and the fashionable thing to say Triple H sucks. Triple H is incredible. Triple H is amazing. Triple H is one of those guys that, you know, he knows how to tell a story. He's always known how to cut a promo. He's a guy who's, who's always been a physical specimen who was able to do a lot of athletic stuff as well as doing strength stuff. He gets the business. He's all, I've always thought of him as a guy who gets the business. He didn't get the nickname Cerebral Assassin for nothing. I, the story that they've told, and they've given us a slow burn. With a, a lot of wrestling fans, Like they, uh, things happen too quickly. They've given us a nice, slow burn since SummerSlam with this build. I think Triple H gets the business, and I am looking for. I agree with you, Dave. I think this match has got a lot of potential, not only just storyline-wise. I think these guys are going to put on a hell of a show together. We're going to get quite some storytelling uh, between the ropes in that matchup, Dave.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Triple H, I've never been a big hater of him. There have been times where I've thought to myself, okay, we could do with a little less of him in the main event scene. And I felt the same way about John Cena, too, at one point, um, and, and some other guys, too. But for the most part, I've always liked his work. Um, and, and not with everybody that he's been in the ring with, but for the most part, he's, he's delivered. Every time he's delivered, um, for the most part, so I think with him and Daniel Bryan, it's going to be bell to bell. It's going to be a great wrestling match, and the the emotion and the, the crowd. And the, you know, you got to remember in the new in the in the Superdome, it's not just the natives of you know the New Orleans, Louisiana area. It's people from all over the world, and we were we were in the middle of that building in New Jersey last year when. The show was hijacked by the audience And they were mostly European fans There's going to be a lot of people from a lot of different Countries that are big Daniel Bryan Fans and big supporters of him Just like they were when the yes movement Began two years ago in Miami At Wrestlemania but right before the 18 second match with him and Sheamus I, I, The atmosphere is going to be Huge it's going to be like a Wrestlemania Moment and you know people Chanting yes all over. the hunter's going to get Huge heat it, I mean There's going to be I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Some appearances from a few people I will go on record as saying And I'm not making a prediction here But I think this would fit the story really well is if somehow if Shane McMahon made an appearance at this WrestleMania and got involved in this match uh, as a way to kind of lead in Vince's return, which is supposed to happen either at WrestleMania or the next night on Raw, but Shane you know, they always seem to pull one out, uh, out of, a rabbit out of a hat without you really knowing. I mean, you knew about Hogan, you know about some of the guys in the Hall of Fame and, and stuff like that, but they always seem to get you with one guy that you never really see coming at a WrestleMania, or one surprise appearance. I think maybe Shane McMahon could have a, have, a, have a place in this match with Daniel Bryan and Triple H. I mean, he is Triple H's brother-in-law. He no longer works for the company. They got plenty of ways they could spin the storyline off and how you introduce Vince back, maybe by bringing Shane McMahon in. But I think a lot, it's going to be awesome. I, I really think it's going to be the show stealing
3: match of the night. Yeah, and again, like I, you know, they're building that feel. It's it's just great as a wrestling fan right now to. You know, feel that 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 special time of year, and and I, I what they're doing right now, you know, you kind of you've seen the writing on the wall for quite some time. Uh, Triple H is is going to be the guy. He's going to be that Mr. Man hype character, along with Stephanie. Um, you know, this is the building, and and I, to me, going forward, uh, the way they've built this, that you can spin Triple H off uh, to piss off some other superstars. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can go. Uh, to, ...to let this character that Triple H has now evolve. So, uh, and I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very special night in uh, New Orleans, which is exciting, uh, knowing that we're going to be there. So, uh, who knows? But I've enjoyed the storytelling so far, and I'm very curious to see what we're going to see tonight. 347 is the number to call. We've got a few of you out there on hold. We're going to get to you shortly. We can talk Daniel Bryan, Triple H. Did you like the beatdown what are we going to see out of Daniel Bryan tonight? Oh, my God, what is his medical condition? As they build this WrestleMania card, is John Cena's legacy in question? What do the Wyatts have in store for John Cena? Hall of Fame class and so much more coming up after the break. But now it's time for that break. And you know what we do every single week at this time. It is time for the Day 5 50 News Report.
2: Thank you very much, Ken. Like he said, at this time, every single Monday night, the Day 5 News Report only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show, where I report to you my top stories this week in the world of wrestling. This past week, more speculation regarding the alleged wrestling promotion run by Jeff Jarrett made the rounds in the wrestling world. Rumors have circulated that TBS and CMT are possible homes for the new promotion to air. CMT has close ties with alleged financial backer Toby Keith, and TBS is rumored to be getting back into the wrestling game after getting rid of WCW television, which in turn had caused WCW to sell the du- to WWE after not finding a home for their programming. Spike TV, home of TNA Impact Wrestling, is also another name rumored To throw their name in the hat. But insiders say that seems to be a long shot unless they decide not to renew a deal with TNA Wrestling by January of 2015, which is expected to be around the time the promotion is expected to launch. Speaking of former... TNA talent. According to the Wrestling Observer, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, is believed to have agreed to a one-year deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Both sides reportedly want to keep the deal a secret until they can make an official announcement. And in more former TNA, current TNA related backstage news, since the product they put on TV isn't worth mentioning, a rumor this past week suggested that TNA paid $300,000 to the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City to run multiple television tapings in June, July, and August of this year. PW Insider reports that if TNA can come to terms with the building, then the tapings would take place in the Grand Ballroom upstairs from Hammerstein itself. Interesting note, the Grand Ballroom was host to the early episodes and, as a matter of fact, the very first episode of WWE's Monday Night Raw, which is smaller than the Hammerstein Ballroom, the room TNA is really looking to secure. ECW also ran events in that same room as well as Hammerstein, and Ring of Honor has been able to sell out events in that very same venue too. Some believe TNA running the Grand Ballroom is because they might not be able to sell out the Hammerstein Ballroom. Speaking of Wrestlemania, Wrestlemania 30 host Hulk Hogan has been in the news this week as it was reported that one of his legendary ring-worn wrestling boots was stolen from his memorabilia store, Hogan's Beach Shop in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Video surveillance shows three middle-aged women browsing the store, two of the ladies distracted the cashier, while one runs off with the boot. Pictures of the surveillance made the rounds on social media, which prompted the husband of the culprit to return the boot. Back to the store just a few days ago. Local police were waiting for her when she arrived with the boot, but no arrest was made. It should be noted that this woman who stole the boot is from Michigan, and she was on vacation, and she has a warrant out for her arrest for an unrelated incident. And in our final story this week, speaking of WrestleMania 30, in the biz, we call that a segway. WWE will be running a two-hour WrestleMania 30 pre-show in order to get people to sign up for the network to watch WrestleMania, according to PWInsider.com. First hour will be broadcast from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the WWE website With the 6 to 7 p.m. portion airing on the network The hope in WWE is that people will watch the first hour on WWE.com Then sign up for the network to watch the rest of the show and Wrestlemania And there you have it folks, that was the Day 5 News Report Only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show at the top of the hour every single Monday
3: night Ken Back to you: how, how great is it that that lady's husband turned turned her in for stealing the, the boot? like awesome. face husband made the save on the heel wife. That's <laughs> just awesome. like watching... I can't imagine like, what he was thinking, like watching TV, like, "Hey, you yeah, oh, know, Okay. Oh geez, someone stole Hulk Hogan's boot. Oh, there's a surveillance.
1: Oh my God, honey) <laughs>
3: I can imagine, like, I'm picturing this guy just sitting in his easy chair just, like, like just watching the news or something, like, I, I now i got to turn my wife in because she stole a boot from Hogan's shop. <laughs> All right. That is the number to call. Let's go out to the phones because we've got Dank on the line. Dank, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, gentlemen.
0: How are
3: you doing? We're doing great. What do you got for us? Um... Three
0: quick points. Um, one,
3: um, really quick, the so money
0: every week you get from, like, these internet fans that always have to complain about something. Now, apparently, the WWE network is not putting out enough stuff out there and they're complaining about that. Be happy that you're only spending $10 a month and you're getting as much as you are, because other companies out there will make charge you per show that you want to watch or go buy the DVD. The fact that you're only spending $10 a month it includes all the pay-per-views, and you're really going to find something to complain about? I mean, to the point where they just want to complain because they have the right to complain.
3: Amen. Anyway. Huh? I said amen.
0: Yeah. Um. But touching real quick on Triple H. The one thing that I've always liked about Triple H, you were saying how like he really knows how to be a heel, is that with a lot of wrestlers, when they're a heel, you know they're a heel, and it, it just takes them, like, one night, and they do one right thing that the fans like, and suddenly they become a face, and you know that they're a face and they're going to be a face. There's just certain wrestlers, and Triple H pretty much falls into this category, where you, you never know what he's doing at this moment. is because he's turning face, or if, like, for example, this past Monday night, to where he's like, I'm going to talk to Daniel Bryan, he seemed like he was doing, like, the business thing. And then what happened to Brian? This is what I love about this these wrestlers, especially, like, these old school wrestlers. We had Triple H. Then we had Mark Henry with their retirement speech. It's like that even it doesn't matter how much you have watched and how long you watch. There's those wrestlers that will keep you guessing. And when you don't expect it, your jaw hits the ground and you talk about it for weeks to come. Months to come because Mark Henry, you know, we're still, you know, mentioning that, and that to me as a fan is what grasps me. That to me is what makes the show. Where it's like, wow, I'm not that punk. Um, and finally, do you think, in your opinion, your expert opinion, both of you, that that putting Daniel Bryan in the uh, if, with the stipulation that Daniel Bryan beats Triple H, he gets the title shot. Do you think that could be kind of a, let's put it, a gentleman's way to flip off CM Punk, kind of showing him if you would have stayed, this could have been you, or do you think that they did it just to fill the hole with Daniel Bryan, and, and, and the stipulation, and it had nothing to do with, kind of like showing CM Punk what he missed out on.
3: Um, you know, it's funny Because like I said earlier I mean, I don't think, you know CM Punk can believe what CM Punk wants to believe In his own mind I don't think CM Punk was ever At the level of, of Daniel Bryan So, you know it's I mean, perhaps it could have been a, a Kind of a, a slight dig And like, hey, you, you know This, this could have been you I mean, I don't know I honestly, you know I, To me, like CM Punk with a lot of fans Is, is a wee bit overrated uh, I think he was really talented. I he never, I don't know. He, he had a real nice run uh, for a chunk of his uh, title run with with Paul Heyman. Maybe that was the time to to strike. But he never he never really struck me as as the the guy that I thought really should be ending WrestleMania. And that might be sacrilege, you know, saying something like that, but. Um, Daniel Bryan has kind of built himself up to, to be in that category. So, yeah, I mean, look, anything's possible in the world of pro wrestling. Is it something that, uh, they were always intending and, and this is how it played out? Is it something that it's kind of a, a slight, uh, F you to CM Punk for a leaving? And this could have been you. Who knows? Um, but whatever the case is, I mean, they've made fans forget about CM Punk, uh, Pretty quickly, getting Daniel Bryan in, in the main event picture, at least. Uh, what do you think, Dave?
2: I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's killing two birds with one stone. I mean, you know, we'd heard rumors for months of, of different kinds of matches for WrestleMania. There was talk of CM Punk and Randy Orton being the main event. For the title, there was no there was no talk of Batista coming back. Uh, there was talk of doing Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton and CM Punk. There was talk of doing Daniel Bryan and Triple H before Punk walked out. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think the, I think Punk leaving sparked them to kind of throw it in his face and be like, "This could have been you." At the same time, what if Punk stayed, and what if he did have that Master Triple H? There have been rumors that they wanted to do Daniel Bryan and Sheamus and they were gonna turn Seamus heel and he possibly would have been a part of the authority. Now you don't think that the audience wouldn't have tried to hijack shows like they have been if they, found, if they knew and found out that Daniel Bryan was going to go wrestle Sheamus. The company would have done something about it like they did now, except they had more of a reason to with CM Punk walking out. I think it's a little bit of both, but it's good so far. In my so I've got to complaints obviously about it. Um, and you're right, Ken, I agree with you on one point. I think Punk was not at the level that Daniel Bryan was with the popularity and certainly not with the in-ring uh, ability. They're both great wrestlers, but I think Bryan's much better technically than Punk is. But, um, yeah, this this whole thing, it's, it's, it's an FU to Punk. At the same time, it's also developing into a really good storyline and something that I think they had I think it was in the back of their mind that they wanted to do something like this but it was an option it wasn't, at the, it wasn't the top option but it was, it, was, it was in their thoughts it was in the back of their mind
0: Alright, well thank you very much guys, it's always a pleasure talking with you I'll you next week
3: Thank you, looking forward to hearing me next week Thanks, Tank Let's stick with the phones and we're going to go out to Connecticut is this Mr. Trivia? You got it. There we go. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Trivia? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? How's it going, Dave?
1: Hey, what's going um, on? A couple, couple of things, guys. First of all, uh, I, don't, I haven't really been uh, keeping up too much with uh, the show recently. I apologize for that. But uh, I don't know if Justin's been on, but I understand that Scooby-Doo might be making an appearance on Raw tonight, which should be interesting. But, um, guys, a couple of things. Um... This thing with Triple H, Daniel Bryan, the title picture. Um, You guys, do do you see a possibility? I mean, I see it this way, that I think maybe uh, Triple H might put him over, and, you know, like everybody says, Daniel Bryan standing tall at the end of the night is uh, champion, which would probably be good for business. And um, uh, I really haven't heard too much of the entire card, Dave or Ken, do you guys have like the entire rundown of the card or they're just going to keep adding matches as, as the time goes
2: on? Um, um, well, I mean, as far good, you, you got that match, you got Cena and Wyatt, you got Undertaker and Lesnar, you got the, you know, the winner of Brian and Triple H goes to face Orton and Batista. So that's five matches right there. Um, there's been talk of doing some Divas match. Um, the Usos are playing on defending the tag titles. There's a rumor of, even doing, of showcasing some of the NXT talent doing an NXT match. And, uh, you know, what we saw on SmackDown, the, the beatdown of The Shield in, at the hands of Kane and the New Age Outlaws, so there might be that match. And that's pretty much going to round out the card itself from what I understand, but we, there's no definite. Everything changes, so that seems to be the uh, the, the card as of now.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, because I understand that there's going to be like eight matches, and I really didn't hear, uh, you know, the full lineup. But uh, a couple of quick notes, guys. Um, Saturday at the Wrestling Paradise, 11-1, to 1, M&J Collectibles is going to present an autograph signing with Vader, and that's in uh, Wallingford, Connecticut on Route 5 on North Colony Road, March 29th from 11 to 1. And also I just got word from M&J Collectibles today that uh, June 20th is going to be the Demolition uh, Tugboat Tour, where they're also going to be appearing at the Wrestling Paradise in Wallingford. Also on the 21st, they're going to be at the New England Wrestling Hall of Fame in Rhode Island, and the 22nd, they're going to be showcasing their talents, I guess, in the ring in Massachusetts, which will be Tugboat and Demolition, like I said. That's going to be uh, coming up pretty soon. And, uh, guys, if I don't get a chance to talk to you again before WrestleMania, enjoy WrestleMania. Dave, congratulations on getting the network. I know it's been breaking news for recently, and uh, the other breaking news is also Mr. Trivia finally gets a chance to watch Monday Night Raw after all this time, so we're looking forward to that. And, guys, have a great night. We'll talk to you later.
3: Thanks a lot, Mr. Ria. Talk to you soon. All right. So, you know, we got lots of stuff going on, you know, with with uh, you know, heading towards WrestleMania. And uh, you know, one of the things and and you know, we've said this a number of times, but uh and interestingly enough, as as I do the show now, I always have the network on uh on the side of like my computer screen, uh, getting ready for the, the pre show when it starts. And right now there's a uh, Hall of Famer going in uh, this year, Paul Bearer uh, interviewing the Ultimate Warrior, and I'm just I'm I'm not even even hearing the audio, and I'm just thoroughly amused watching this right now. We got a heck of a Hall of Fame class this this year. There have been some things floating around the internet that oh, this is a lackluster Hall of Fame class. Could not disagree more. Uh, looking at Paul Bearer and the Ultimate Warrior, two guys going into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, i I think it's it's a pretty cool uh, hall of fame class now i'm going to give everyone a second because th- there's there's potential spoiler because something there's a picture circulating around the web this this week uh actually today uh that we're gonna we 're gonna speak on right now and I, and I hate to to say things like this uh you know i don't like to be a proponent or a supporter of of people turning off the show uh but if you, if you don't like spoilers uh maybe for the next Ten minutes, give or take Uh, You know, I just don't want to advocate turning off the show But there's a spoiler And I guess if you live under a rock, you may not have heard But uh, as this Hall of Fame class comes together And as I sit here watching two 2014 Hall of Fame inductees Going back and forth (laughs) Just awesome Uh, We got reports that uh, uh, perhaps it looks like Scott Hall Is going to be added to uh, This class Uh, There's the spoiler A picture of uh, an ad for the Hall of Fame was circulating around the internet Today that had Scott Hall's picture uh, On it so that Would round out the Hall of Fame Class Uh, uh, Looks like I mean I'm excited And it's honestly Dave You know Wrestlemania could blow chunks if I get To go to the Hall of Fame I I love the Hall Of Fame each and every year Um, I love going every year it's probably my favorite part of WrestleMania weekend. Um Killer Class adding uh one Scott Hall just makes the class that much cooler. Uh I I'm excited about this class, Dave. I am
2: too. I mean, you you seem to think uh, you know every year that they can't top it, but I I'm not the biggest Ultimate Warrior fan. Um, But, you know, I'm sure his induction speech will be interesting and it'll be interesting to see him back in the WWE fold, being a part of the, you know, the Hall of Fame induction class. Jake the Snake, huge Jake the Snake fan from when I was a kid. He's in my top five of all-time favorites and... He was, you know, his story of, of all the years of his drug abuse and and, and his addictions and everything he's battled, and how he's turned his life around with help from DDP, who's going to induct him to get to the Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, he should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago, but the company wanted to make sure that he was in a right frame of mind to accept this award. And I think it's great. And Scott Hall too. Scott Hall, he had a successful run as Razor Ramon. He, you know, he cut his teeth in Kansas city and the territories there. And then working for the AWA and Kurt Heading, but the Razor Ramon gimmick was really what got him on the map. And of course he was the catalyst for probably one of the biggest storylines in the history of the business with the NWO. He was the first guy who fired the first shot. And so definitely well-deserved, um, Lita, great, you know, female talent in her own right, and really changed women's wrestling at that time. Paul Bearer. You know, without a doubt, one of the one of the best managers ever. Managed the Undertaker, uh, managed Kane, managed Mc Foley, Mankind. A lot of people, you know, are kind of upset that Carlos Colon got in, but uh, Carlos Colon really was a big name in Puerto Rico. He was the first Latin American star to come over to the states and make a splash before Pedro Morales, before the Eddie Guerrero's, before the Ray Mysterios. Carlos Colon was the guy, you know, for, for the Latin American audience. So. All the guys very well. And Mr. T, you know, the, the guy who, like I said last week, in my opinion, was probably the main reason why people weren't paid to see WrestleMania 1 because they wanted to see him get his hands on Roddy Piper. So this is an awesome class. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's better than last year's class. Well, and you know, what? I, I I, I mean, I guess you could say it was better than last year's class because you have Bruno and Backlund and Harley. I mean, Trish Strauss was good, but, you know, Booker T, hey Booker T, Donald Trump. Man, I would say this is probably better than last year's class. And yeah, They they seem to have topped themselves this year. Scott Hall added on to it. I think it's great. I, I'm I'm in love with the with the idea that he's going in, if it's possibly true, if it's going to happen. But we saw the newspaper clipping, so.
3: Yeah, they, I mean, they, they were circulating all over the Internet, so, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, it could be something. It could be a fake, you know, that, that stranger things have happened, but... Uh, you know, there's a – I mean, there have been some great classes, and I, and I think it is a, a great class when you look at it uh, top to bottom. Uh, and there, there have been some great classes. Uh, you know, I always go back to the, the class that, that Hulk Hogan was inducted in. I'm trying to remember exactly that class. Wasn't, wasn't Piper part of that class too?
2: It was Hogan, Piper, Paul Orndorff, Jimmy Hart, the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, and uh, Cowboy Bob Orton.
3: Yeah, that, that's, that's a tough class to uh, compete with. But uh, it's still uh, great. I mean,
2: you, you look at that class, but then let's look at the class in 2009. Steve Austin, Ricky Steamboat, the Von Erich family. Um, I mean, they're, they're, that was a, that's a pretty – you know, the one with Flair got inducted too. Who else was – who was in that class? Him and Rocky Johnson, Peter Maivia, that was in 2008. So, I mean, yeah, it's mean, I mean, I, one I, of those classes.
3: I mean, it's one of those things that, like, you got. I mean, fans got to at some point, like, you you gotta cut the WWE some slack. Now, you might like. I disagree. I I think last year's class uh, I would take over this year's class as far as uh, how big the class is. But you know, like to me, but you know, all right, you you inducted Bruno. you, You you don't have Bruno to induct again. You know, you gotta. You know, I think this is a great class. Now, I know. A lot of fans will always go back to, to Macho Man, and I, and I get it. Yes, Macho Man deserves to be in. I get it. I would love to see Macho Man part of this class. I would, I would love to see Rick Rude go into the Hall of Fame. But you've got to kind of take, you know, separate your feelings. Like, you can't say a class sucks just because one or two guys that you think should be in aren't in. All these guys, to me, deserve to be in. Uh, I, I'm right with you, Dave. Was I a huge Ultimate Warrior fan? No. Um, you know, I, I, to me, he was more of a flash in the pan kind of guy, but he was immensely popular. And there are a lot of wrestling fans that, you know, Ultimate Warrior was their favorite wrestler growing up. I mean, he was—he just, uh, you know, Ultimate Warrior was like if if the '80s if the '80s were if you could symbolize the '80s being a cat, the Ultimate Warrior was the hairball that cat threw up. It was just, it was between the paint and the and the tights and the tassels and every the hair spray uh he was just the the embodiment of Aiden. and how much they just got the the coffin open and they're they're giving the ultimate warrior CPR now it just, it just doesn't get any better than that but anyway i i think this is just a, a real solid class and uh you know maybe it's not the best maybe it is but You know, I I think it's unfair to crap on this class, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, that night. Uh, You've heard some news. Was it Mike Johnson reporting uh, who may be inducting uh, Razor Ramon?
2: Yeah, there's been talk of uh, The the Click inducting him. I don't know if it's all the members of The Click or if it's just a few of them, Um, but if some of you don't know out there, The Click consists of uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kevin Nash, X-Talk, Shawn Waltman, whatever you want to call him, and Scott Hall, of course. So um, I don't know if it's all four of them inducting him. Um, As of a few weeks ago, I heard the rumor that it was just going to be Shawn Waltman inducting him, but... Um, I'm hearing that the click is going to somehow be involved in it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it's just Nash and Waltman, um, but uh, it would be cool to see all of induct him because he also, you know, if you remember, when Shawn Michaels was inducted, Triple H inducted him. But when he when Shawn Michaels went to the Hall of Fame, X Pac and Nash came out and they celebrated at the end with him. So I would imagine that all five of them are going to be on stage at some point together for this big moment, especially for Scott Hall, another guy who has turned his life around with help from Diamond Dallas Page, who in my opinion for his skills alone and, and what he's contributed to the wrestling business deserves a nod in the Hall of Fame, I and mean, he'll get there someday, but in the Hall of Fame of life itself for what he's done to these two guys and, and the, the, the sacrifices he's done to give up parts of his life to be there for these two individuals, like my hat's off to Diamond Dallas Page if he's ever listening to this show, you know, you've got my nod of approval for the, rest of your, for, the, for the rest of my life, because that's, I think that's pretty commendable that you would do something for these two guys, uh, you know, like you did uh, taking them into your home and basically trying to make them better people and in his own rehab, whether it's, you know, whether it works or, or not for some people, it worked for these two, and I think it's great. I, 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 Scott Hall in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be a big night. I can't wait. I cannot wait.
3: Yeah, and it's a night, you know. It's going to be, you know, again for me, maybe not the the biggest class, uh, you know, but it's going to be just uh, like it's going to be a feel good moment. It's, you know, I agree with you, you know, if you can induct people for what they've done for wrestling, but outside of the wrestling ring, uh, if you can induct uh, promoters. Uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame, then why not induct a guy like DDP uh, for what he's doing for uh, these former wrestlers? I mean, I don't know about you, Dave, but for me, as a fan, uh, you know, you, you almost—you know—not that—not that I was thinking about it every day or anything, but you almost had Jake the Snake and Scott Hall on, on a death watch. I mean, you were just and and. It was going to be one of those things where you were going to, you know, see it on a dirt sheet or someone was going to tell you where it would be tragic, but it would almost be like, yeah, I knew that was coming. Um, and, and the fact that, that DDP has, has helped these two guys really turn their lives around um, and, you know, like you said, Jake the Snake probably should have gone in a long time ago, but people wanted to make sure, he, you know, he'd be in the right frame of mind to accept it. You know, and the idea that he's He's in that frame of mind to to be there again for not maybe not the biggest class, but to see two guys uh, up there on stage getting inducted into the Hall of Fame that for all intents and purposes and, and I, I would bet as a wrestling fan you're lying if you if you don't like we've all were waiting for though to hear the news that those two passed away. Unfortunately that's right, they just were so far gone uh, with their abuse and the idea that they've they've kind of finally pulled themselves out uh, with, with the help of DDP. I, I'm just excited to see these two guys finally uh, get, get that reward. But, uh, you know, again, I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I just was always kind of waiting, like, when are we going to get the news for both those guys that they're going to pass away?
2: Yeah, I mean, Jake the Snake had you know his problems for many many years. Has been publicized, and you know, it was he was on again, he was off again, and, and and same thing with Scott Hall. But what really got me more than anything was. Well, a couple of things. You know, the the year we we all went to WrestleMania in Atlanta when they inducted Shawn Michaels, I remember when the announcement was made, you know, Nash and Waltman, they went on Twitter and they were like, can't wait to be in Atlanta to see my best bud. And then Scott Hall got on Twitter and said, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, I can't be in that environment. I'm just, you know, a few days sober, whatever. But, you know, I wish I could be there for my buddy. And I'll never forget this. And this is a little small story, but... I was out, I was on the, the we, we went to the bar, the hotel bar where WWE was, the night of the Hall of Fame, and I remember Sean Waltman was there, and I went outside to go have a cigarette, and he was out there sitting with Harley Race, and he was taking pictures with a few fans, and uh, he, he nodded to me, said hello, and I just asked him how he was doing, and how was Scott Hall doing, and he said, Scott's still breathing, he's doing okay, a week later, he had that show. They had there was an independent show that Scott Hall was booked on in Revere, Massachusetts, which ended up being filmed for that ESPN piece, the E60 piece, where he couldn't even speak. He could. They had to help him into the ring. He just made an appearance. He was so inebriated from whatever he was doing, drinking, booze, you know, pills, whatever. That watching the ESPN piece, that was like I was like, when like any day now you could find out that he's dead. I remember a quote from Kevin Nash. He said to Scott Hall in the hospital a few days later, he goes, "Dude, you're the reason why I got to buy a black suit." You know, because he really thought he was going to die and he was going to have to be one of his pallbearers. And to see the turnaround now, he, he, him and Jake were two guys that I thought were never going to get their shit together. Excuse my language, and they did, and I'm happy for them. And now they're getting the recognition that they deserve for the great careers that they had. Bottom line, it's going to be a great night, feel-good moment. Are you, I won't be, I will not be surprised if myself and seventeen, eighteen thousand other people are, you know, crying, you know, with the with with the emotion that's going to come out of those speeches because of the the backstories of Scott Hall and Jake Roberts and their past that everybody knows about.
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you bring up a good point that that uh, ESPN piece. I mean, it uh, you just. It, it was scary, and that that, that independent show is just—he's—he's not—he's not, he's not going to live long. And here he is, you know. You're right; it, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be, which again, as, as we continue to talk about both inside and outside of the ring this weekend, uh, that is being built for WrestleMania 30 is just—it's got all the makings of, of something very special. And one of the things we talked about, Dave. Um, that's, that's interesting as we're moving forward. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting to try and like identify it while you're in it, uh, which is difficult to do sometimes. Sometimes you don't realize, uh, you know, what's going on while you're in it and you look back like, oh, that was, that was when things changed or, oh, that was really a great period and I didn't recognize it or, or that's when, when the era kind of switched. And we've talked a little bit over the past few months said, you know, with the young talent, uh, that we 're seeing right now, with how popular Daniel Bryan is, that we may be at a stage uh, again triple H taking that that boss role uh, that we 're looking at a, a potential change uh, that we 're moving into a different era that uh, you know a few years from now the WrestleMania card is going to have a lot of different faces on it uh, than we 've seen maybe over the past decade and you know, interesting going into this WrestleMania 30, you have one John Cena who is not in the main event at WrestleMania this year. However, he is embroiled in a program that I am absolutely loving. Uh, it's it's good to see some really great mid-card storyline, dare I say. Uh, just a real good mid-story, uh, mid- card storytelling easy for me to say uh it's it's just unfolded uh really well i like what john cena and bray wyatt and the wyatt family are bringing to the table right now uh it's intriguing it's it's somewhat thought-provoking um i'm looking forward to the match they're they're going to be giving us uh but interesting as uh, you know perhaps a changing of the guard but as, as this unfolds uh I am really enjoying what I'm seeing uh, out of this program so far, Dave.
2: Yeah, and you know, let me go back just for a minute here to those individuals that I mentioned in regards to the Daniel Bryan storyline. That being the internet wrestling community, the same internet wrestling community that practically hates John Cena. Um, He's in a uh, mid—you would say mid-card, top of the card, not in the main event position, but for the most part, he had been labeled by those fans as Super Cena because apparently he had no sold moves during matches and he didn't, you know, show any sense of Fear going into some matches with certain guys and that he was just this, you know, John Cena never give up attitude and, you know, always pushing forward and, and you know, he would you know he'd tell the poop jokes and stuff like that. But all those things that people complain about John Cena, I don't think you're, you're you know, you have nothing to complain about with this storyline. Because he's really, you know, Bray Wyatt, the character, has been around for seven or eight months on WWE television. And to be in a top spot in a match at WrestleMania for John Cena says something about him As a performer And what he does on the microphone His in-ring style, just his charisma Everything that he brings to that character It's a testament to him That he's in this position right now With John Cena at WrestleMania 30 In my opinion And for John Cena to endorse him in a way Saying, you know, I'm afraid of Bray Wyatt This guy isn't about winning matches This guy's about hurting people And maiming people And, you know, I'm afraid of what he's capable of and for John Cena to come out and say that on TV, you know, in 2014, for the past several years, most of you fans have believed that this guy is super senile and he's not afraid of anything and no soul anything. Well, now he's in a different position. And that puts the character over, the brave Wyatt character over. But for him doing that and saying that, and I think that's a great move on, on, on John Cena and how they portray his character in this storyline, it brings you something different. And like I said last week, I think this match is going to be very physical. And it was I, I wouldn't say it's going to be a show stealer, but it will surprise some people what these two are capable of. You know, they're both very physically athletic guys. And I think these two are going to bring it at WrestleMania, and I can see the storyline going further. What I love about it, not only that, but just the idea that, you know, it gets you thinking about – John Cena as a person, the things that Wyatt has said about Cena 's character does he really you know go to these hospitals to visit these kids because he cares or is he just doing it for the money and 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 you know people buying the t shirts and you know overall, just questioning the John Cena character and he 's got to protect his legacy and you know the the, the moral dilemma that he 's in in this feud with Bray Wyatt, I just think all around it 's good stuff and I like the position that it's in. It doesn't need to be in the main event. Daniel Bryan needs to be in the main event because Daniel Bryan's been the hot thing this year. I I like it across all boards. And to be quite honest with you, there's been rumors of a Hulk Hogan involvement in this match. It wouldn't surprise me if it takes place. I don't think it's needed, but it would be pretty cool if they they got Hogan involved, maybe to be in Cena's corner or to, uh, you know, help him out with the Wyatt family. But... I don't think it's necessarily needed. Would it be cool? Yes. Needed? No. But overall, this, the presentation's been unbelievable for this match.
3: What, uh you know, it's funny, because this morning Hulk Hogan was on Z100, and uh, someone actually called in and, and said, you know, there's there's three Wyatts, and, and John Cena's going in there against Bray. You know, is there any chance that, uh, you know, you might need to help John Cena and... and uh, Basically, Hogan said, you know, I'm the host, and I got a lot of hosting things I got to do, brother, but uh, I've learned with the WWE, never say never. So that's what he said. So take it for what you want. It could just be Hogan being Hogan, or maybe they have something in mind for him. Uh, And I agree with you. You know, it would make for a cool WrestleMania moment. Um, You know, if I was going to use Hogan in this match in any way, Uh, Honestly I would either have him Come down and and Punch out uh, You know Rowan and Harper uh, And you know Chase them back to the the dressing room So it's a one on one And then you know I'd almost have Hogan's interference Be like early in the match Uh, You know maybe a Luke Harper Threatens to interfere so Hulk Hogan comes down or maybe Hulk Hogan Doesn't do anything physical and just comes down And says they're barred from ringside and we get a a one on one uh you know that's that's kind of what if hogan's involved uh i you know I, I you know what i and I say that now, but any involvement Hogan has, i'm gonna pop anyway, so who am I kidding here uh but <laughs> I, with the storyline he's not he's not needed, he's definitely not needed uh it would be fun, um but yeah, what I love about the storytelling it's it's not just you know John cena saying he's he's afraid, you know. Uh, he, just, he doesn't want to win matches, he wants to hurt people But I love the fact that You know, he's, he's Questioning John Cena's legacy right? You brought up, you know is, are, is he doing it for the money uh, Is John Cena really this nice altruistic Guy, that's what I love about him And, and I'll tell you something, man And I'm one of these people That, you know, we, we've reached a, a, An era, I feel like, in our society Where People want to Be a part of an all-time great something. So they always want to label someone very quickly the best of all time in, in something. And, and you see it all the time in movies, in sports, and, you know, people, you know, it, 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 they, want, they want, you know, Peyton Manning has to be the greatest quarterback of all time because I didn't see Joe Montana play. So he has to be the best of all time. You know, it's just, people want, like, this era of, of players in, in all walks of life to be in that best of all time. And for me, especially when it comes in the realm of talkers, uh, there's not been anybody in a long time, and poor, poor CM Punk's just getting raked over the coals, but <laughs> including CM Punk, that I would, you know, put in, the, in that category of, of all-time great talkers. Uh, he's probably not sniffing my top ten, uh, you know, maybe we can get in the 15 mark. Maybe we could start like talking about CM Punk, but he's not sniffing that top spot. I'm not saying I'm putting Bray Wyatt anywhere close to the top spot. He hasn't been around long enough, but he's the first guy for me as a fan in a long time that I at least could see if he continues down this path could be one of the greatest talkers ever. I am so impressed with what he brings to the table with his promos, and he's that guy that you know that I, again I haven't seen in a long time. But week in and week out, when that guy's cutting a promo, you stop. you stop, you stop, you stop talking. If you're watching Raw with with someone, you stop talking, you 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 put put the volume up and you listen and you hang. And he has this knack for getting you to hang on every single word his his promos are just they they're great they're great you know if you if you if you're watching something on DVR and you're fast forwarding you make sure you stop and you listen to what Bray Wyatt has to say and and with with Bray Wyatt and the way he's cutting promos and the way he's questioning John Cena's integrity and and putting his legacy in question coupled with the way John Cena is reacting to all of this. I, I just I, I think it's just been great storytelling and you know, like Dave, you know, a lot of like you said, a lot of people criticize that John Cena for years. That, you know, they they've kinda of crammed John Cena down our throats. Uh they're not I and mean, like you said maybe mid card is, is too strong word, mid to upper card. But this is this has been kind of an understated storyline. It, it's skating under the radar because the 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 authority Daniel Bryan thing is so huge, and and I am really enjoying it. I, I you know it's finally something that we're looking at that it's it's a very well developed, well thought out mid to mid upper card storyline. And you know this is I'm not gonna say it's gonna steal the show, but there's there's a lot of potential that this is gonna be a great match, a hard hitting match, and uh, you know for a young guy. And you stated, Dave, I, there's not enough positive things I could throw at, at Bray Wyatt. He's been thrust into a storyline with the one and only John Cena, the man, the real face of the WWE for the past decade, and and he's just doing phenomenal work.
2: You know what's interesting about the storyline that just kind of came to me? Um, you know, this really started at the Royal Rumble during the title match with Orton, with John Cena and Randy Orton, and that was when the Wyatts made their appearance, and they you know, had their intentions on they were going after John Cena. And the following night on Raw was the night that they had Cena, Sheamus, and Brian wrestle the Shield for a shot at the Elimination Chamber match. Now, the Wyatts got involved, but that was with the Shield. And Cena didn't really, you know, bat an eyelash when it came to that. And then he had his match in the Chamber, and that was when the Wyatts made their appearance. And it, now it really, you know, reminds me that, you know, it makes sense why Cena like, – it was almost like Cena's been ducking Wyatt in a way. When he said last week he was afraid of Bray Wyatt, now I can kind of see the, play, the seeds planted for that. With, with, you know, him not really acknowledging the Wyatt family until after Elimination Chamber, until he, they screwed him out of the title. It was almost like he was prolonging this. He didn't really want this to happen because he was afraid of what this man is capable of or what he may expose. Now I'm not saying that we're going to see a John Cena heel turn because I've thrown that out the window. Other fans may still have that hope and that belief, but I've thrown that theory out the window. But, however, I think that just the idea of Wyatt questioning Cena's character is very thought provoking. That it may get people even more intrigued with John Cena itself to see if he would turn heel. Maybe this is just another way of the you know, WWE trying to get John, you know, more attention on John Cena even if he's not in the forefront in the main event storyline, that his storyline is still important enough. And by doing this with Wyatt and getting people to think, well, maybe he isn't really that good of a guy. Let's see. And then they go and they watch his stuff on TV like they normally do. I don't know. That could be a possibility. I think this is also the beginning stages of John Cena's role in WWE, giving some younger guys the rub. Not necessarily putting them over clean in the middle of the ring, but giving the guys some rub and, uh, you know, building – Towards the future of WWE, and Bray Wyatt is clearly one of the top names in the future of WWE.
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know, and the one thing I've noticed is that Bray Wyatt has has done a nice job at, at uh, you know, the, the the crowd, you're you're not caring as much with the booing and the Cena sucks anymore. You know, Bray Wyatt is, is being this this true heel that uh, it, it it only like he's got fans unnerved and people are kind of you know getting behind John Cena and and who knows you know it it's tough you know every time every time i try to get out they pull me back in <laughs> we try to you know you you just can't get away from the John Cena heel turn conversation but you know i mean maybe you know we're heading into a period where you know if he's being you know pulled back a little bit he's being brought back into the pack a bit he's he's not clearly the main event guy, the, the face of the company, you got Daniel Bryan, you know, maybe this is the time, maybe he has a short heel run, who knows, again, I'm not going to bet money on that, but, uh, interesting stuff with this storyline, a storyline that I'm really enjoying, and again, getting that tingly feeling, going into WrestleMania, it's got that special time of year feel, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, and, you know, we, we've, you know, it's, it's been a veritable love fest, and, and we're, we're throwing a lot of accolades uh, at the WWE, and I, and I do think they're really hitting the nail on the head uh, with a lot of this stuff. And I thought SmackDown was actually a pretty decent program on Friday. I gotta, you know, I gotta be critical, uh, you know, where, where criticism is, is needed. I love the idea of, of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I think it's a great idea. Um, and, and you know, people are getting a WrestleMania paycheck, so so good for them. Man, though, that that whole. Miz TV segment Where it, it was It was a, a segment And then it was you know Miz insulting big show Which uh, you know to me the Wrestlemania Hey you, you've lost so many Times was Was kind of played and it was done better By Cody Rhodes a few years ago I I don't know, I like it I, And then like all of a sudden it's like Alright let's let's throw everyone over the rope and the announcer saying, oh, but Miz snuck under the bottom rope. It, it wasn't a match. There wasn't a, it was Miz TV. But all of a sudden, without the bell ringing or any ref or anything, all of a sudden, I guess they counted it as a battle royal. I just, to me, it was a, kind of a disjointed segment that, uh, I don't know, maybe it was just let's, let's let everyone see everyone who's going to be in this battle royal. But I don't know. I, I just thought it, the segment kind of fell flat for me.
2: It was all right for me. I think it was more or less. And I, and I, I said it to my girlfriend when we were watching it. Um, you know, you know. I even made mention of it on the show last week. It's design. That segment was designed to give you know people an idea that Big Show could be a heavy favorite. And considering he's a giant and he's always compared to Andre the Giant, he's going to be a focal point of this storyline with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I think he's going to come up short and lose it, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he will. Um, With the way that they've been portraying him, you know, Miz tried to get everyone to gang up and attack him, but then he came out in the end. He was the last one standing in the ring. I think that's not going to happen for him at WrestleMania. I think he'll come up short, but I don't think he's going to win it. I think this um, this Memorial Battle Royal is going to be designed for for somebody almost like a king of the ring or a money in the bank in a way. You know, they, they said that the winner carries this trophy for, you know, over the next year. So it looks like this is going to be an annual thing at every year's uh, WrestleMania going forward, hopefully. And adding, you know, the prestige of the name Andre the Giant to it makes it even more important. But, um, yeah, the the segment was just there, there. and like I said, Ken, I agree with you, the whole, you know, misflit under the bottom rope thing. I said the same thing. I go, It wasn't even a sanctioned match, what's he talking about? But um I like the idea that they've taken, you know, this and turned it into a battle royal and gotten some names, you know, in the match. And they've kind of beefed up the battle royal a little bit. Because normally when you do a battle royal at WrestleMania, you've got about, like, seven or eight guys that are on television regularly in the match. And then the rest of them are just a bunch of guys that you hardly ever see, like JTG or Zack Ryder or something like that. But you got, you know, Sheamus, Christian, Bel Rio. Um, the rumor is Rey Mysterio is going to be added to this match uh Uh, Ryback was added to this match But now they've been taken out Because apparently there's talk of them being involved In the tag title match at Wrestlemania uh, Which I don't think is a great idea They should have just stuck those two jabronis in the battle royal But, um, you know, be that as it may I'm not in WWE creative So, um, I'm looking forward to that match And, you know, we mentioned earlier about Hogan Uh, If you you notice when you're watching When they hype up the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal The graphic shows the trophy And it shows Hogan next to it so I wonder if Hogan's going to be there to present the winner with the trophy, or maybe Hogan will – I'm not saying he's going to enter the battle world, but maybe he'll get involved, like, you know, at, at the end. Like, one guy eliminates another guy, and then a couple of heels attack the winner, and then Hogan makes the big save, and he poses with the guy, and it gives that guy a little bit of a rub. I mean, I don't know, but um, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Oh, same here. I mean, and I, I love the fact that, that, that it is in honor of Andre, because I, I, I do think Andre – Uh, He's one of those forgotten stars uh, sometimes that, you know, people forget how great he was and and how big a deal he was uh, for this business. Um, You know, yeah, I mean, maybe we see Hogan involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, You know, again, we discussed, like, we hope it's not on the pre-show we want it. It deserves a spot on the uh, uh, regular broadcast. But it would be nice, even if uh, Hogan doesn't get involved, if he just presents the the trophy. I'm kind of curious to see how this unfolds, because I, I didn't think they used The Rock that effectively as the host. I thought they could have done more, they could have done better with him. Uh, it was kind of disjointed, you know, he cut the promo early on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, they learn from that. Like, it would be cool if Hogan does not get involved physically at all, but he just presents... Uh, the trophy to the winner. Um, you know, I'd like to see. You know, I don't need Hogan in every segment, but you know, sporadically through, have him do th- as, as a host. Um, but that remains to be seen. So as, as this this card really shapes up, and you know, I, I'm gonna I learn at some point to just shut my mouth and stop uh, criticizing or speculating. Uh, you know, what the Undertaker should be doing or how he looks, because. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to, if, if he can give me a call, I'd love to know what supplements he's taking, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But on the other night when uh, he grabbed hold of Paul Heyman, wow, his his arms looked about twice as big as they were the last time we saw them. So uh, Taker's hitting the gym, so to speak, and I, I thought he looked uh, ready to go uh, on main event, and we're going to get a confrontation tonight between Taker – and Brock Lesnar, and uh, you know, it's amazing you start to look at this card, uh, WrestleMania is really shaping up, uh, a confrontation, so you, you never know, uh, confrontations could be uh, as, as uh, amazing as, as a WrestleMania three contract signing between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, or a confrontation could be point counterpoint, who knows what we're going to see tonight, but uh, what do you think Dave, what are we going to see out of this confrontation?
2: To be quite honest, with you, I really don't know because the build for this match, I wouldn't say it's been lackluster, but it's been pretty underwhelming. Um, the one thing I liked about it that I think that we discussed on the show was talking about, you know, with the Undertaker's age and how much more he's got left in him and how unrealistic on paper it is for him to win a match with Brock Lesnar. I like the video package that Heyman pulled out the other, I it was last week, showing the guys that Undertaker barely barely defeated at WrestleMania, and comparing it to the guys that Lesnar had destroyed, those same individuals, and how it should be a no-brainer that Lesnar is going to win this match. Now, I'm not saying as a fan it's putting any doubt in my mind that Undertaker isn't going to uh, you know, leave New Orleans with the streak intact, but I think the realistic approach in his character now is starting to you know, set in with the audience that he doesn't have too many left. A couple more. And against a guy like Brock Lesnar, I said it a couple years ago that this would be Taker's last WrestleMania. Well, it doesn't look like that's the case. But I personally think that this WrestleMania with him and Lesnar, I'll go on record and predict he's going to win it. But I think this is going to set up for his final match next year. Kind of similar to what happened with him at 27 with Triple H, how he had to get carried out. and and then next year he had Triple H one-on-one, and it it kind of showed, like, it humanized The Undertaker. And I think that's what they're doing with him now with this story with Lesnar. So I'm interested to see what kind of points they're going to bring up in this confrontation. Is it going to get physical, um, and how they're going to build the rest of the story, because after this week, you just got next week and that's it, and then you go to WrestleMania, and I like I said, I think this has been underwhelming, this build for this, so I kind of hope they kick it up a little bit tonight and next week.
3: Yeah, it's been kind of amazing, because, you know, that 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 streak has been such a huge part of WrestleMania the past few years, and, and you're right, the build is kind of, you know, yeah, I guess underwhelming's a good word for it. Uh, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see what that confrontation is, and uh, you're right, I, I mean, And I consider myself an incredibly lucky uh, wrestling fan that that I've been there uh, live uh, for, you know. I mean, last year's match was was a good match with CM Punk, but really uh, being there live for uh, the previous, the the two with Triple H and the two with Shawn Michaels, I mean, it means a lot to me as a wrestling fan that I was actually at all of those uh, live um, because you're right. I mean, how many more does he have left? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's weird because I out of these matches, and and I expect like we talked about, you know, the the Triple H Daniel Bryan how that's getting set up. Uh, I don't know what to expect out of this match, but maybe we'll see something. Maybe we'll see something where uh, Takers really humanized tonight. Uh, maybe a a blindside punch and uh, Brock Lesnar takes it to uh Taker who knows uh it'd be interesting but uh this this raw is is shaping up uh, again to give you that special feel and and th- as if you didn't have enough going into Monday night raw tonight almost go, will be on Monday night raw so who knows uh, uh, what he he's going to have to say or do Hulk Hogan is is going to be there uh that's on wwe.com so Hogan's there Taker there uh another special raw in the uh WrestleMania season. Any final thoughts? We got about a minute left, Dave. Um it's in
2: Brooklyn tonight, and Brooklyn's a hot crowd. They picked, some good, they picked some good venues on the road to WrestleMania. Chicago, San Antonio, Brooklyn, they're going to be in D.C. next week. They picked some pretty big cities with some, with some good wrestling lineage behind them um, to, to you know, showcase on the road to WrestleMania. Brooklyn's going to be a real hot crowd tonight. They're kind of similar to Philly and Chicago. A little toned down, but it's northeast New York area. It's going to be a fun show.
3: I, I would agree. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm all a, a flutter. I'm really enjoying like I'm really enjoying just being excited about WrestleMania and uh you know tonight's no exception. The, the big guns are out. I mean, Hogan, Taker and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Does it get any bigger than that? Hopefully we get the official word that Scott Hall's in the Hall of Fame, but we are on the road to WrestleMania. You guys who called, you guys were great. Thank you so much. Get on the Facebook now facebook.com/ slash- hey. For our raw chat Next week Wrestlemania go home show Be sure to tune in For Dave I am Ken thank you all Good night